0: Welcome to episode 12 of Your Real Your Ideal. I'm Amy Tokas, and this week my co-host Sandy and I talk about assuming positive intent. Stephen Covey says, we judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by their behavior. What if we started assuming positive intentions are behind their behavior? Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening.
1: Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Good morning, Amy. I'm good. How are you? Good,
0: good. I'm so looking forward to our topic today. I've been thinking about it all week, and I have had some things happening this week that I was like, okay, what? How am I doing here with assuming positive intentions? Which is our topic today?
1: How to assume positive intentions. Love the subject. Uh, Love the reminder. It's such. It's such a great reminder of how to look at other people and situations and start from a clean slate. So yeah,
0: right. So I read something in all of my research, and i've I've got some things to challenge this. I've got some okay. things to support this, and some also some research or you know thoughts to challenge it. First thought though is um, this: we judge ourselves according to our intentions because we know our intentions. Hmm. Okay. We judge others by their behavior and we assume their intentions.
1: That makes a ton of sense. And that's a lot of times how we get in bad places, but we don't many times don't know their intentions. So we guess and we do it based off of their behavior. So we're not horrible human beings for doing this. It's just our natural inclination. Oh, totally. Yeah. So trying to find out somebody's intention, I guess that's uh, part of the the point of this is you don't always, so you just have to assume positive. Right, 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 right. And when we assume positive,
0: the experience from that is, uh, so here's a question for you. We are taught to be cautious an and evolutionary we're taught to watch out for threats. I mean, that's like a, you know, when you see a threat, um, you're supposed to, you know, push it away. And sometimes when people behave badly, we push it away because we see it as a threat. Mm-hmm. So how are you on the scale of assuming positive intent or negative intent and pushing away? I think by,
1: by nature, I, is, I am positive. So the positive intent, intent is natural unless I have a bias. And I find that when I have biases, they can be kind of deep because I've I've grown to accept them. So I say, I guess I'm playing both sides here because if I don't have a natural bias, I definitely assume positive intent. But if I have a bias that came from experience, that came from, um, you know, an example would be back to, to, so using the experience is working so long in the financial world, and at the CPA firm and meeting with so many people, uh, I have a bias, maybe how they're dressed, how they carry themselves on what their financials are going to look like, uh, making quick to judgments on oh flashy flashy wait till we see their tax return there's not going to be anything on there you know that type of a thing because I have a bias against what I think they're going to be like or I assume they're going to be a client that I don't really want to work with because I don't like that sort of person so that'd be an example of me having a bias and not jump going not going immediately toward positive intent I'll go to negative intent um yeah do you have similar, What? Do, where, where are you at on this, Amy? Are you positive, negative? Um,
0: so I tend to be more positive intent. I tend to assume positive intent. I I think sometimes it gets me in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that because sometimes the intent is not right. positive and the behavior keeps repeating itself. And then I have to like say, all right, this is obviously, uh, I made the wrong assumption. This is not positive intent. This is a, another issue. And, but I will tell you my dad, I remember he was very cautious. He tended to be more, I wouldn't say negative intent, but he was more objective. Like he, he was more balanced in his perceptions. And there's this one, that happened when I was I think I was in high school or early college I don't remember I was in a parking lot with my dad's old beat-up truck that he let me drive and I remember I backed into another car in the parking lot a parked car and um I uh, you know couldn't tell it was a beat up old car. So couldn't tell if I'd left anything. I was in a beat up old car, but I left a note on the windshield and said, this was before cell phones, taking photos and all that. So it was like, I left a note on the
1: windshield and before cameras, when you back up
0: and beepers, right. right, right. (laughs) Exactly. So I left a note on the windshield uh, with my name, my phone number and said, you know, call. I just, kind of bumped your car. I couldn't tell. I don't think I did anything, but, you know, well, I got home and I was telling my dad that story and he was like, oh my gosh, what did you do? They could come and say you totaled their car. And, you know, he's like, you have no, you just, you wrote a note saying you hit their car. Okay. So end of the story, they never called. Okay. So I'm just going to say that. So I see his point of view, but my, my person was, you know, I, I need to be honest about this. I need to do this. So I see that and I assumed positive outcome through his experience in life and knowing what could happen. And so since they never called, I think my positive, assuming positive intent was solidified like, Oh, see, I was right. (laughs) So does that make sense? I think that was kind of a pivotal thing
1: that happened. Me listening to that story. I think you did the right thing. And my dad is much like your dad, and I can see him having the same answer, which is good because the challenging of the thought process is always a good one. But I have a simplistic rule that I put on myself. And that is if in the situation I was videotaped and later had to watch myself on videotape what 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 would I think would be the right or wrong thing to do showing that and that's in words and in actions and I think if somebody if you got caught on videotape and later they said Amy why didn't you say anything or did say you knew the right thing to do was reenacting that to leave a note even though I I love the challenge of your dad because my dad does that to me a lot in or he has over the years with relationships, with decisions, with um, both people I put in my life and uh, how I decide to spend my time, and it sometimes it, it it definitely makes me pause, and that's good. And it sometimes makes me rethink the situation, which is good too. A challenge is a good thing. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, So
0: I had never heard this assume positive intentions or intent until uh, my sister, I got to give her credit for this. uh, My kids were little and uh, you know, little kids do naughty things and you get frustrated with them, Right. right? Like that's just, that's, they're, they're, they are exploring the world and they're doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing sometimes. And parents get frustrated. And my sister, who's a teacher, thankfully, and I don't know if she got this because she's a teacher, but I I give her a little bit of credit because she has experience with children. She said to me, she's like, Amy in every encounter with your kids, you need to assume positive intent. And that really flipped things upside down with, for me with my children, because I was assuming that, you know, they're climbing on top of the counters because you know, they're trying to make me crazy or they're just, you know, instead of, Oh, they're climbing up on the counters because they're trying to reach the cup and be independent. Like there was no, there was not, I, I'm just going to say, When I had four little kids, there was no assuming of positive
1: intent, right? But you're also trying to uh, control the situation and keep your lives flowing and moving the way they should. There's a lot of outlier things there, but what great advice she gave to you. And there's something about the phrase, assuming positive intent and thinking it through that does resonate because with me, it was reading a Cheryl Strayed book. And I'm not sure which one, because I've read several of hers and I was Googling it, trying to find which one, but she told the story of her first job was as a counselor at um, a youth for youth that were um, at risk. I mean, they were basically naughty kids, right? I'm trying to think of the right word, but they were, they were kids that were there because they had issues and she jumped to some conclusion and judgment on a couple of the kids that were a bit mouthy, looked a certain way. And she got pulled aside by the manager and said, you need to assume positive intent. That's the only way to give these kids a break. And sometimes, you know, when by assuming positive intent, you're going to get the better out of them. They know when you're not assuming positive intent and think about somebody that is at risk Maybe hasn't made the best choices, bad decisions. Think about how liberating that is to have someone don't ju- d- that doesn't jump to judgment on you, and that does assume that positive intent. We, you know, we've all been in situations where we've gone down the rabbit hole of bad. Um, maybe it's something we've said, something we've done, and it's so uplifting to have someone look at you that way and give you that grace. And you know it right away. That's the other thing is, you know it. It's very obvious to you when you're not being judged and you're not being immediately looked at negatively. So what a blessing both ways, but it's not that easy of words. Back to your point with your dad. If only we could just say, there it is, I'm going to recite it. It's not black and white either, but it is a beautiful grace to give. It is. It's like
0: giving someone a clean slate and just saying here start over i'm 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 disregarding what i've heard about you and what's happened in the past and here's your clean slate and until you do something that shows me otherwise i'm going to assume positive intent
1: and i think you make a great point there i've been thinking a lot about this because there is a fine line between assuming positive intent initially And keeping with it forever. And my point is back to what you just said on, you know, how long do you do that? There is a point where you, if the experience, the actions do not support that positive intent, you got to run like hell too. Right. (laughs) Some situations I'm being facetious, but there, there, it is not assume positive intent forever. That is a, put your bias down, put away your judgment, Allow them the grace to be or do what they, what they want. And then it's all on them, but you don't have to assume that forever. And you shouldn't, because that's where we get into trouble. I think too, I think that's the flip side is we get in trouble by always assuming in the positive intent. And I think we both have known people in our lives that do that. And they get themselves in trouble with that because it it, assuming positive intent puts you and the other person on a fair playing field for actions to play out that are real. And you can judge intention because it's by what you're seeing and experiencing, but then you also have to make a call on whether they have shown up, right. Whether they deserve that positive, or if they're doing negative things, you got to be able to walk away. It's not a forever thing.
0: Completely. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because as I was thinking about po- assuming positive intent this week, and I was going through some things, um, I've had some car issues this week <laughs> and I've had to deal with a couple of different entities telling me two different things you know as i was approaching these situations and i was trying to assume positive intent but i had a little bit of some facts behind that i was thinking am i approaching this um, as conflict avoidance because if i assume positive intent that means there's no conflict and so I had to, and you know me, I like to avoid conflict. I like peace. That's one of my core values. <laughs> so I'm like, no conflict, please. Let's just keep the peace. Um, but I, I had to state some facts and I'm like, these are the facts, this is what happened. And, um, you know, and I, on Friday, so this, I, I'm just gonna tell you, I got the wrong windshield put in my car in August when I needed a new windshield and I needed a windshield with the heater and I got one in without a heater and now it's cold and my car has alarms going off because it's the wrong windshield. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the fact is that somebody put the wrong windshield in August and it didn't have, there's a plug to plug it in for the heater. It didn't have that plug and some one person at least one person knew that and they just moved forward and said uh you know nobody's gonna catch this until the fall so i'm just gonna keep going whatever which i don't know bad what intent which which was <laughs> there was at least one person that had bad intent in this and so you know dealing with the frustration through the week and that's still not fixed on friday afternoon and i'm talking to the glass guy and I finally had to say, listen, I've been patient. I've let you guys try to fix it because they've already replaced the windshield, it still doesn't work. And I said, but I do have to say, my trust in the statements that you're giving me are pretty low right now because, and I said, because in August you put in the wrong windshield. And I drove away Wednesday with another windshield that didn't work. So I had to step up and not create conflict, but just state some facts to move forward on this instead of me, because I'm known to be patient. I'll just be patient. I'll ride this out. I'll assume and good intent. And then I was kind of a line in the sand of, okay, I'm over this. I need the right windshield. So what'd they do? Uh, so this was Friday at 4 PM and he was like, well, you can bring the car right now. And I'm like, well, I'm not bringing the car right now. Cause he thinks it's just a small thing. He's like, if you bring the car right now, I can fix it. I'm like, you mean I'll drive off the lot with a completely fixed car and everything will be working. And then he backtracks. He's like, well, I don't know if everything will be working. So I was like, okay, listen, I'm like, he's good. I'm taking the car Monday or they're coming to pick the car up Monday. They're going to fix it. And then, per them, and then they're going to, if it's not fixed, they're taking it straight to the dealership and they're going to figure it out with the dealership. So I'm like, great, you guys figure it out because you're both telling me two different things.
1: And I love what you bring up with that. And that is assuming positive intent doesn't mean you just sit back and in your head say, I'm just going to let it all be right. You have to communicate. And if it's, not every situation is stranger to stranger, right? Where there's usually some history. In this case for you, it was car history, but sometimes it's people history. Somebody, uh, somebody who you've had experiences with that have led you down, not to the point of running away, but either you've heard it, seen it, something. And It's good with people to at least set some boundaries or have a conversation to start it up. It's not just an observation of, oh, I'm just going to sit back and assume positive intent and let it go. Words do matter. And sometimes it's good to set the playing field by having words.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I completely agree because it's easy to sit back and assume positive intent. It's also easy to assume negative intent to go the opposite direction. Those are like two very easy things to, especially if they're in your um, natural tendencies, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just gonna go with that. I, I was reading an article of assuming no intent. And I was like, you know, actually I do like that a bit because you're kind of neutral until you know other information, until you get some other information. And like this situation, I had to assume no intent really and seriously, because if I assume negative intent or positive intent, um it, it could go really bad if I assume negative intent and I'm lashing out at everybody and I'm angry at everybody. And then you know the positive is like I'm rolling over and just saying, okay, I'll just, you know, whatever, whatever. But one of the things I read was this assuming no intent. And they were talking about how, if we assume positive intent or no intent, it opens up for conversations and it opens up for opportunity for learning and relationships and trust. Mm-hmm. And then experiences. So we, because we're opening it up.
1: I think it also helps with combating bias because the only way to combat bias is to hear another perspective because biases are embedded in what we've experienced. And I love that because I I don't like to have biases. Everybody does. And, Mm. And they come from they come from experience. They're not always pure because sometimes people turn bias into anger or can be hurtful to other people. Um, I find my biggest biases are jumping to judgment because of an experience with a certain person Uh, and not, you know, starting with the the positive intent. Uh, It's interesting. I see three degrees, you know, there's the stranger, you know, the person that you just need to be positive, hear them out, and just be neutral in where you stand with them. Then you've got the casual person you know, um, casual or close, I guess the person you know, right, to what degree, and that one you're probably going to invest a little bit more time. That's more the communication, the understanding, but then also figuring out to what degree if you do need to walk away, or having a huge win because you found out something new, and the situation wasn't, or the person wasn't what you believe them to be. But then you have the other side where the person really is, you know, not good or bad. And that's usually you, it can be anything in that case. Right. And I remember my mother telling me in that situation one time when I was, I think a young adult, I always saw the best in people. And so even if someone did something horrible to me or had a bad reputation, what have you, I would always say, but they're a really nice person. Or I saw them be kind. And, and it was a situation where somebody really was bad. I don't remember specifically what, and she said, Sandy, there's not good in everyone and why it's there is not up to you to judge, but, but, you know, there are killers who are killers who don't really care that, that, that there there are evil people in the world. And your philosophy of finding good in everyone isn't going to pan out hundred percent of the time, which kind of goes yeah. with your dad. Cause I kind of struggled that goes counter to what we're saying, but that did remind me in instances that it isn't up to me to do the final judgment on who's good and who's bad. Right. Cause there are bad people right. in the world. There's times that you do need to walk away and it's not my job to find the good and make them better because they have to want to be better too.
0: I love that, that there's, there are bad people, like the perspective of your mom and saying, you know, there's not always, not everybody's good.
1: And and I think of the, let's talk about the high instance of, of people that become pen pals with people on death row. They would be that opposite, right? Again, maybe some people on death, but there's this, there's a huge, population of people that end up marrying somebody they never met because there is that soft heart that's trying to save them because they're believing there's good in all people and I'm going to bring out that good there's that salvation part which ones are good which ones are bad which ones are real I don't know but yeah. but that that is that that is a human tendency and I'm using the extreme there but thinking you can save <clears throat> everyone and I think it gets back to the person has to want to be saved Right. It's their choice ultimately.
0: Right. Yeah. And the person has to want to be good. You know, they Which just- is
1: Every day too, They it's their choice. We're, we can only control ours. So being neutral yeah. and having positive intent and then letting that person be authentic to themselves, whatever that is, good, bad, or other. But part of it is not jumping to conclusions and then being smart in the conclusions you draw and how you handle it. But yeah. at least you start with the neutral. You start at a neutral spot.
0: Exactly. And you don't make any assumptions right off the bat because sometimes we just start out making assumptions about people. Usually it's from our biases or it's from something that somebody's told us possibly, which is going to be a little bit of what we're going to talk about next podcast when we talk about sway and how we're swayed by information we have or what we think we have.
1: Right. And I think too, you know bringing this back to the underlying theme of embracing change, when change is happening in your life, you're going to deal with things that need positive intent, really, from the very beginning because you're dealing with new people and new circumstances, which can make things hard. You know back to if you're embracing change, you really need to embrace this mindset to be open to what's out there. Because it's it, yeah. it's people and situations are new and you're going to apply your experience to it. It's only natural. I find myself doing that just in moving to Durango. People remind me of other people. They, they really do. That's, you know, I, I, I can almost take almost every relationship I've had and I can place the person in my life that's very similar to them. It might be the type of job they had that they ran. They, they were the head of all the boards. Mm-hmm. But that almost right away, adds a layer of judgment because I am thinking they are the same person. So it's a very thoughtful thing for me to really assume not only positive intent, but that they're their own person because I have put them in this slot. And I really do. I kind of take the cast of characters in my new chapter and align them with the cast of characters in my old. And it's, it's, it's probably one of my bigger challenges is not to do that, and remind myself to give everybody a clean slate and be their own person.
0: I, that is so interesting, and I love. Isn't that the truth that we associate that one behavior with something that somebody else did, a different, maybe the same thing, and completely different person, but right.
1: we and draw the good, these conclusions—the good, the good and the bad too. Because I yeah. just, I, I almost pick up conversations, or I, I just jump to assumptions about them. That really aren't them because I have completely labeled them this, you know. So this other person. this,
0: This whole car experience this week. So a little bit of perspective. I used to work at a car plant. I have some car knowledge. I'm not, you know, I'm not totally dumb on this topic. And one of the men I've been dealing with men all week, I'm just gonna put it out there, nothing against men. I'm not making any negative intentions there, but one of them called me honey and he was like, oh honey. And my reaction was, I see your face, (laughs) like my reaction and this happened Friday afternoon. So I was a little like done with the week Uh, mm -hmm. and When I got off the phone, I was, I was so upset, like mad. Well, I didn't say anything in the moment because I didn't want to make it about that statement. I wanted to try to get my car fixed. So I didn't escalate that statement, but I hung up the phone and I told my husband, I'm telling him the story. And I'm like, and he called me honey. And (laughs) And I'm sure like, I you know, this morning I'm looking at that statement. I'm like, I'm sure it was positive intentions on his part, but just like you said, I have had experience where that has been a little bit degrading the, what mm-hmm. the tone that people have said it to me. So it just kind of clicks something inside me. And I was just like,
1: and he called me, honey, I was so mad, <laughs> Right. But those things click where it's just like, take a step back because he's not losing any sleep over it, but your, your emotional level has just gone up and escalated.
0: Right. And his intention was probably not bad if I assume positive intentions, but I put the history of it on that, that comment. So anyway, the things that we have to work through every day.
1: (laughs) And I do think the one thing I'll add, we're getting, we're, we're running out of time, but if you go back to your core values, you will find that those things that are most difficult to assume positive intent are those people that embrace values that are very different than yours, or they grade against your core values. I mean, those are the ones that are really going to set you off to even more so um, because they're so embedded in us. And it's good to know the triggers, you know, good and bad, and to reset your trigger to start at assuming positive intent. Even if that just is the first half an hour of the conversation, it's like a reset button in yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think that's a good challenge for this week is to do a reset so that when you're walking into a conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. that you've possibly had some history with, you know, try to be intentional about resetting
1: what you are assuming about their intentions. Mm -hmm. I like it. That is a great challenge because it's a, it's a really real one too, because you'll be surprised how often in a day this challenge can be deployed
0: completely. I am going to continue. I, I, am going to be dealing with my car some more on Monday. So I'm going to really it. be, um, very intentional about resetting my thoughts
1: on this and, <laughs> on the conversation. And this will so. be perfect. When we do podcasts next week, we will have the update on how you, how you deployed the challenge and how it worked <laughs> for you in your car. So yeah, We'll see
0: how it goes.
1: All right. All right. Thank you, Good Sandy luck, until next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.